Thanks for tuning into our podcast. We love having you here, and it's our mission to bring you all the latest and greatest tips, skills, and know-how to make you the best that you can be. We know that you have it in you, and we're going to show you how. Now, now, let's get started. We are live, and uh, how good. Matthew, how the bloody hell are you? Good, good, man. Yeah, excited for uh, another uh, guest appearance. Too right. Well, you, you, uh, we love having your your smiley face on the on the camera. It's good to have you here. Uh, what have, you've had a bunch of sessions with uh, with members over the last week. What have been some of the topics that you guys have chatted about? Just give us a state of the nation report. Give us an update. Like what's going on in some of the members' worlds? Yeah, I mean, look, it's uh, I think uh, it's kind of been pretty similar uh, challenge over the last couple of months, especially around bit of pricing with what's happening with. Uh, lumber and you know this this live today is at the right time because that's also a big one is finding that team mm. and, and hiring with everything that's kind of going on in in the COVID world um, still having some sort of disruption in the uh, employment market so I think this is a real uh, real sort of good one to dive into today as well yeah 100% so regularly we get the question like uh, you know how do I do my hiring how do I find a good insert position here it's like project manager site foreman leading hand qualified carpenter apprentice office manager construction manager estimator qs contracts manager <laughs> uh you know like all that sort of stuff and that's kind of what we're going to dive a little bit deeper into today we've got three frameworks to walk everybody through so um just so that we know that the tech is working and everything can you just leave us a, a like can you leave us a comment can we can we get some uh if we echo out, can we hear it back? Can you uh, can you can you shout it back to us? Hello, is there anyone out there? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, leave us that. So like I said, we're going to be covering three frameworks today, and uh, all of that's going to uh, culminate in you knowing exactly how and who and how and when to hire your next person. And uh, if you want all the resources that goes with this, then you, what you need to do is you need to comment below hiring and uh, everything we discussed today and then some is going to be available in that PDF. It's going to be available in that document. We're going to send it through to you. All you need to do is comment hiring. So once you've uh, given Matthew and me some love and you've said, hi, Matthew, how are you? Got any more fortune cookies for us? Once you said, hi, Owen, what's up, my man? Then uh, you need to comment hiring and we'll hook you up. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into the meat and potatoes. Let's get into the nuts and bolts of things. Uh, now, I'm actually going to start at the bottom of what I'm about to share. And I want Matthew to sort of walk us through what on earth we mean when we say BMD. Because you might have heard us talk about a BMD before. Okay. But what does that actually mean? Okay, you said BMD. Business Maturity Day. That's right. The uh, as as wise men once said, the finish line in your business. I think um, you know often having sort of conversations and uh, you know can often be looking at the next sort of ninety to days to six months, like what's in the pipeline, sort of looking ahead. But you know you really do need to know where you're trying to take this business from a from a bigger picture. You you know what does the next two to three years look like? Because that's gonna help you to understand kind of the key steps to get there. It's both, you know, that business maturity day is both like your role, like how do you fit into the business? What do you want to do, you know? And what parts do you not want to do? What parts do you need to, to hire? Um, and also, you know, what's the lifestyle? What's the financial reward that you want for building that uh, 
that machine and that business as well. So it's getting clear on those kind of outcomes. 100%. A lot of people kind of uh, go, yeah, I've got a plan. Yeah, yeah, I've got a plan. Uh, and then plans change, shit happens, you get punched in the face, like COVID happens, maybe a job pulls out the 11th hour, uh, key people walk on and move on. And that's why it's so important to uh, kind of work backwards from your destination and get really clear about some of the key people, the key systems, because systems don't get up and leave uh, that you need to have in place uh, as you sort of work through your your, your business journey. So that's what a BMD is all about. Like Matthew was saying, it's your quote unquote finish line for the business. It's on a time horizon that we typically set to be around three years. So why it's 15th of July today, 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024, 15th of July, 2024. Where do you want to be uh, in relation to your time and your money, your two hard currencies? Okay. So when we say t uh, time, what role do you want to have in the business? Okay. How many hours do you want to be working? And when we say money, we're talking about both salary, net profit, okay? And then we can work backwards based on key industry ratios. If, if you want to achieve this in a net profit, then you need to achieve this as a gross profit. This is a margin, okay? A margin on how much work, okay? Uh, what kind of work is going to make up that total sales value? All that sort of stuff. So that's what your BMD is, your business maturity date. Uh, can I get a Heck yeah in the comments below or a BMD if you want to learn more about that or if you uh, already have set your BMD and we can chat about that. What's your figure? Like, what are you heading to, you know, put it in the yep. comments. 100%. Nice. Okay. So that's the BMD. That's where we're going to start. Uh, sorry, that's where we're going to end up. But what I want to start with is all around some key frameworks that we uh, want to use when we're looking to hire. So the mistake most people make with their business is they don't set a BMD or they don't know where they're going. Okay. And they get stuck in this messy middle of like, you know, solving problems, but not having a clear finish line or destination they're going to. The same thing applies when we're hiring, we're like, fuck, need another person, but they don't have a clear idea of what that person needs to, what their responsibility, their scope of work needs to be, what outcome they would need to be achieving. So what I want to walk you through today is yes, 100% we're going to get to how to hire a foreman, but these are some frameworks that you need to work through first before you go and hire somebody so that you get the right person, the right, like the, the right approach, and it all comes up actually working for you. So the first one is the Moscow framework. You heard of this before, Matthew, you've applied this uh, before, you, you've gone and done a bunch of hiring yourself. Uh, how have you found this one? And uh, is it a helpful thinking exercise or what? Yeah, I think it's just, you know, it's so good to like, not just kind of throw more chaos into the into the machine and go oh well like i'm busy so if i just go hire someone that's going to necessarily like free me up like actually, again have a process to why you're hiring someone like what specific part of the business are they plugging into and and you know is that a priority could you just run that more efficiently first you know or mm -hmm. bringing someone on are you just creating more work for yourself because you're going to, have to train them you know you're going to have to onboard them um, and, and this kind of framework helps you to, I guess, figure that out as well. Yeah, 100%. So how does the Moscow framework uh, work? Well, it starts like this. We want to give an answer for what is one thing that this person must have. Okay. So what is one like non-negotiable? They must have this. Otherwise you simply won't hire them. Okay. What's up, Marty? Far out. We've got a cameo. How good. Hey, hey, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just, I've got an appointment and I just needed to grab some, uh, 
some stuff. So I will leave you guys to it. Sounds oh, no. great now. I've been listening in. Very good. All right. So what is one must have? What is one non-negotiable that you need this person to have? So for example, if we're talking about, um, you know, uh, somebody that is going to run your sites, they need to have some really good project management, some really good attention to detail. Uh, you know, they can't just bring a huge amount of enthusiasm, uh, but keep making errors. That's just not something that they're going to be able to do. So uh, what is your one must have for this person that you're about to hire? Make sense so far, Matthew? Perfect. Sweet as. Next part is what are two should haves. So they maybe should have a bit of empathy, or maybe they should have some trade skills, or maybe they should have, uh, you know, some experience running sites already. Okay. Like what are two should haves for this role that you're hiring? Next, what are three could haves? Okay. So this person could come from residential they could come from commercial if they really had to they could uh be younger they could be older like what are your maybe could haves but then really importantly you want four answers so we've got one answer two answers three answers we could we need to have four answers for what are your non-negotiably will you not have i won't have insert here and you might not have people that have uh, not used uh, builder trend before you might have people that I won't have somebody that uh, hasn't done renovations before because you know there's a lot of uh, like labor components to that a lot of uh, tag outs and in, 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 in those sort of projects so what are your four non-negotiables that you won't have this is like a thinking exercise it's really to start kicking your brain into gear. It's called the Moscow Framework, and I really recommend that we start here when you're looking for somebody that you need to hire. Make sense? Yeah, and those one-haves might also be sort of incorporated into your your actual hiring process. You know, if you have some questionnaires, or you know, some people do like personality mm -hmm. uh, questionnaires that you know potential uh, employees fill in. Maybe if they fall into a certain category there, or answer a question a certain way, you can say, "Well, look, hey, they're, they're not. That's a that's a one-have." 100% bang on the money because all of this is going to flow from your thinking time here that we're sort of covering off into your job description into your job ad it's all going to flow from here but like we said with the business maturity date what you don't want to do is you don't want to uh, kind of just be working for the sake of being working being busy for the sake of being busy and not have a destination or finish line in sight we also don't want to be um, you know hiring we don't want to be like you know interviewing people without a really clear idea of what this role is going to look like. So this is why we always start here. You're on the bang on the money. Cool. All right. Let's move through to the next one, which is comprehension, intensity, outcome, skill. Okay. So what does that, what does that mean? What does that even mean? Okay. Well, let's start with comprehension. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> Dramatic pause for effect. Comprehension is all about, uh, bringing somebody in that has a good understanding and a good comprehension of what you're actually wanting. So there is nothing wrong with internally promoting and ascending people through your organization. It's fantastic. It works really well. And if you have the time, you have the, the skill uh, in your team already, and they've been with you around you long enough that they know where you want to go, then maybe you can 100% do that. But one question you need to pose and you need to ask everybody or, or when you 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 know need to ask as you're looking to fill this role is does this person have the comprehension of where I want to go? 
So I've drawn a little diagram. I've got an X marks the spot here and a star in terms of where you want to be up there. Okay, so you're down here at the moment and you want to be doing projects or you want to be up here running a business that might look different to how it currently looks. That might mean that project size goes from 300K to 800K. That might mean that project size goes from a million to 1.5 million. That might mean projects go from uh, renovations to new builds. That might mean a bunch of stuff, okay? You're here and you're going there. That might mean that at the moment, your team don't run anything, but you're gonna step off the tools. You're gonna start running the business as a general manager or as a business owner, okay? And then your pe people need the comprehension to be able to go up here now run sites, organize sub-trades, order materials, uh, sign off the quality control, make sure that the inspections happen on time, uh, do client uh, site visits, <laughs> run the project management software, do the scheduling, uh, all this sort of stuff. So is the person that internally you're wanting to promote, do they have the comprehension that you need or are you gonna needing to bring somebody in that has already run sites, that has already run larger projects? that has had that responsibility and that understanding already. It's a really important one that you need to go through and you need to consider when you're hiring somebody. Do they have the comprehension here? Does that make sense, Matthew? Yeah, it does. You know, it's like, do they sort of understand the uh, the journey that you're, you're trying to take and are they going to be able to step up really? Yeah, bang on the money. So that's in uh, comprehension. Intensity, <laughs> pretty straightforward. Okay, does this person have the right intensity for want of a better word? Uh, for the position that you're filling. For example, uh, if they're going to be a site foreman, they're gonna to need to have high attention to detail and they're going to need to be take quite a leadership role, right? And they're gonna to need to make sure that you hit timelines and you uh, maintain quality standards, okay? So just enthusiasm and empathy, probably not gonna cut the mustard there, okay? However, if you need somebody that uh, is gonna be your office manager, Okay, do they need, they're going to need to be somebody that makes no mistakes. Okay, they might need to move quickly, though. Uh, they might need to have good communication and good empathy, because they're working with highly stressed people like yourself. Okay, like your project manager, your foreman. Okay, so they might need to have a level of uh, communication that's higher than most. So you need to consider what sort of intensity does a person need to bring to the table in terms of, you know, errors versus enthusiasm versus empathy versus attention to detail okay the list can go on and we've actually got it listed all in our in our document okay just type hiring below if you want to get all this stuff for you to review later or click save on this video so that you can watch it again next time okay so that's kind of one side of this uh, of this equation comprehension and intensity the other side is outcome and skill now what do we mean by outcome and skill i hear you ask well matt Please yeah, I'm pleased you asked. So what is the outcome for you? This is your business, not anybody else's, and you need to build it to benefit yourself. Okay. So business is just a tool that's going to provide you with leverage for yourself and your family. Okay. Both time and money. And you need to make sure that tool is efficient for you. So what outcome do you need this person to fill? Do you need them to just be a body on site. Do you need them to lead a site? Do you need them to do the pricing? Do you need them to take care of the client communication for you? What is the outcome that you want them to achieve? Best way to start here 
is to look at your stop doing list. Okay, so you know Matthew, you're familiar with the stop doing list. Uh, yeah, summarize it for the people that are watching that might not know what it is. Kind of uh, in a nutshell, like what's a stop doing list and how does it apply? And, you know, the best way to look at it is there's only ever so much time in the day, so much time in the week. And if mm -hmm. you want to elevate yourself to, you know, your ideal role in the business, whether it's that owner operator, general manager, uh, you know, getting off site, you know, you're ultimately going to have to stop doing things along the way. And the stop doing list is really putting that into a bit of an order of priority and mm -hmm. going, cool, what do we knock off first? You know, we want to get off site. We want to, you know, stop driving out to the merchant to pick up, you know, that lumber or whatever it might be at the, at the bottom of that list and then start that process of, of actually doing that. Yeah, 100%. And uh, you might find that, you know, all of these little tasks are all around client communication, all around uh, office stuff, all around site project management. You need to find somebody that's going to be able to uh, create that outcome for you. So we're hiring to solve an outcome, right? We're not hiring necessarily on skills. That comes next and is a consideration next. Okay. So the next consideration, oh no, what have I done? Next consideration is uh, skills in the team. I've just uh, erased it. Yeah. I'm telling you what it is, it's skills in the team. So skills in the team, what do we mean by this? Well, if you've got a team that's already full of phenomenal carpenters, okay, then do you need another guy that is really good uh, at finishing? Or do you need a guy that can pump stuff out? Uh, do you have skills in the team of, of people that are really good at, you know, talking to clients already? Or do you have a team of, you know, quiet, reserved guys and you need somebody that brings the skill of, you know, being forward facing to clients so they can take maybe some of the, some of the client meetings. Like what skills does your team is your skills really strong at? Is your team really strong at? And what skills is your team really weak at? And who do you need to add to your team? You know, it's like the All Blacks don't have 15 Richie McCaws or Dan Carters, because although they're the best players in the world, you still need your front row, right? You still need other people to have a really big impact to make sure that the sum of the parts is greater than the individuals. So who do you need to add to your team? What skill set might you need to add? It might you over index for in the hiring process when you're looking at, at things. Does that make sense, Matthew? Yeah, and I think I think probably a big one as well is not only is like missing in from your team, but also what skills are you not great at? You know? What what's the stuff that you're doing now that, you know, isn't really your area of expertise, but you know, when you start a business, hey, you always end up doing things that maybe you know aren't your sort of bread and butter or what you really want to do, but that's just part of business. But if you start to understand, you know, maybe those those particular skills that, you know, maybe you're not great at paperwork. <laughs> maybe, yeah. you don't want to, maybe you don't want to sit in front of the computer, you know, doing the invoicing um, and you don't do it very well. Maybe that's the skill that you're better to find someone who's really good at it, who can come in one day a week, take care of it, rather than you spending, you know, five days after hours. 100%. What you were explaining there is the uh, fun skills matrix that we spoke about last week. Uh, and you, you bang on the money. It's like, um, yeah, you're the business owner, uh, it's your business make, need to make sure that it works for you. Mm. So last part of thinking time, 
before we get into writing a job ad, writing a job description and uh, getting real clear on it. And that resource to recap all these questions and to write your job ad and write your job description, you get your hands on, you just need to type in hiring below and we will hook that up for you. Now, five questions to work through when you're thinking about your BMD or your business maturity date, your finish line for the business, okay, is these five questions that you should really be asking yourself sort of every other month, every quarter at, 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 a, at a minimum. We do these with our members every time we get to a builder summit. We actually got one coming up at the end of July, July the 30th. If you're interested in hearing more about that, then uh, ping us a DM or keep your eyes peeled in your email. So the five questions, who will you hire next? Okay, so if you're watching along with us, okay, let me give you two seconds of thinking time right now. Who are you gonna hire next? Think about it. Maybe write it down. Who's the next person that you need to hire? Okay. When will you hire them? Now, the mistake a lot of people make is they often uh, think about whens in terms of timelines. And timelines are cool. <laughs> They're really good to have an idea of a timeline. Okay. Uh, but the problem in our industry is that sometimes timelines can get thrown out of whack. Like things get delayed in council and without consent. Uh, sometimes, uh, uh, you know, people can't choose the bloody fixtures and fittings and the different tiles that they want and uh, timelines get hung up. Sometimes, uh, you know, funds don't get released from the bank and timelines get hung up as well. So what you really want to be thinking about when you're talking about when will you hire them is you want to be thinking about milestones and you might set yourself like three or four milestones. I need X number of dollars in the bank. I need X number of months of work booked out in front of me. I need... Um, you know, this thing, that thing, and the other thing, you know, I need a clear job description for the person. I need uh, to identify a short list of three candidates. Okay. And once you've achieved maybe two of those milestones, you can start hiring. And once you've achieved four or five or all of those milestones, you can hire the person. So when will you hire them? You can obviously put like a date, like, you know, August the 15th, but the way that I like to approach things, and I've seen our most successful members approach things, is I've actually gone milestones. I will hire this person once certain criteria are met. And if you want help formalizing that criteria, then uh, let us know and we can give you a hand with that. Third question. Does that make sense, Matthew? Anything to add on that? 100% milestones. Uh, life gets in the way, but milestones are always a good way to hold yourself accountable. 100%. It keeps you more outcome driven and focused rather and like focused on things that actually get an outcome and, and get a get your momentum rather than just going oh well it'll happen by august it's like no yeah. no fucking why not if it's going to do the work yeah, yeah totally all right um next part is more about yourself so how many hours will this person uh save you per week so it's pretty we're not delegate we're not abdicating we're delegating whenever we hire so we're not just going cool that person's gonna work 40 hours a week, that saved me 40 hours a week. No, no, no. There's typically the 10-80-10 uh, rule whenever we hire, bring somebody on, and it's that you're going to need to be with them at the first 10%. They're gonna be able to do stuff for the, the lion's share or the 80% in the middle. And then you're gonna come back in to inspect your expectations in the final 10% as well. And that's where, you know, they're probably not gonna come in and take 40 hours off you. They're probably going to come in and take 25 to 30 hours off you because you're going to need to be there at the beginning to make sure you set clear and communicate really crystal clear expectations and how they and, and kind of outcome that you want this person to do. 
They're going to go away with their skills to solve an outcome for you. Okay. And then they're going to come back and you're going to inspect your expectation in the final 10. Okay. And make sure that you've, uh, you, you know, you're quality controlling, you're checking that it's working, that it's, uh, it's going how you want it to be. Okay. But how many hours will this person save you per week? I want you to sort of like actually think about that. If this office manager is going to come in, it's currently taking you 20 hours a week doing office admin. How many hours are they going to save you? It's probably somewhere between 10 to 15. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, Todd went through that process, right? Was spending a lot of time on his on his admin, and you know, by just just hiring that one role, you know, probably the next question really, what what would it free him up to do? One hundred percent. So, what would this free you up to do? Is the next question, and uh, you need to answer this next. So, with that ten to fifteen to twenty five hours that you've bought back, what are you now going to be able to do? And it doesn't have to just be. I'm going to work harder, right? It can be, I'm going to recharge my batteries, be a better leader and turn up as a better human because I'm going to go to sleep earlier. <laughs> I'm going to be able to go to the gym every week, right? It can be stuff for you, not just stuff for your company. So what's it going to free you up to do? It's a massive one. I, you know, like for so many, uh, you know, guys that we speak to, it's like just in that survival mode in that kind of absolutely stretched thin and, you know, know that they're not doing everything really to their potential um you know and just that uh that being able to go home and spend some time with the family recharge the batteries come into work the next day and you know work solidly for eight hours on the business without having to do a 12-hour day you know can guarantee that you know they would they would be able to move a lot of those big projects and a lot of those big parts forward in the business a lot quicker yeah 100 uh you know second place only to your most valuable resource being time is your energy right and it's like yeah cool you could have we've all had instances where you've got more done in three hours than you have in three weeks because you've had the right energy and you've had the right headspace to get something actually done uh <laughs> energy is incredibly important if you're not uh hiring to free up energy hiring to delegate out an outcome uh, and you're not freeing yourself up to apply energy in better areas to get things done more efficiently, then you're pushing shit uphill, really. Yeah, 100%. Cool. Last question. What's the opportunity cost of staying where you are? So what most people, when I pose this to them, they're like, well, what's an opportunity cost? <laughs> yeah. That's a fair question. So an opportunity cost is kind of like, uh, let's say at the moment, hey, it's going great. All right, I'm making... $150,000 net profit. Problem with that is, A, you kind of don't know what you don't know. And maybe you're making 150K net profit, but you're leaving an extra 200K on the table because you have leaky margin, you have like margin creep, you, you, you think it's fine getting 15 to 16 to 17% margin heading in, but really you should be achieving 20 to 25% margin heading in. And you're leaving all of this on the table that's opportunity cost like what's it costing you not taking this action it's costing you probably financial amount right by improving your margin by improving your profitability okay could also be uh costing you an energy and a time amount maybe what you think your business maturity date could be in three years you could actually achieve in 15 months by 
finding the right person with the right skill set to get this done with you in collaboration rather than by yourself doing it yourself, right? The opportunity cost, the, the meme that comes to mind for me is always that I'm too busy with these square wheels, pushing these square wheels when somebody's trying to sell you a circular ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, what's it costing you actually staying where you are? Did yeah. you add anything to that, Matthew? Yeah, and I think, you know, I think a, a, a big one, and I remember talking to a, a guy recently who was, you know, you know, really, when we sort of dug into it, you know, the cost of the way that he was running his business was that he wasn't able to spend, you know, the time with his daughter that he wanted to, you know, and we can talk about profits and we can talk about, you know, role in the business, but there are, there are more important things in life as well. Mm. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big cost that a lot of the guys we speak to pay is, you know, the time that they aren't able to spend with their family or on, on in important areas as well. hundred percent. So let's recap before writing your job ad, before writing your job description, to make sure that it's clear, it's really clear about who you do want and who you don't want, okay? Then you need to go through these three three thinking frameworks. First yeah. one is our Moscow framework. Second one is our comprehension intensity, outcome skill framework. And the third one is our BMD questions to make sure that your hire aligns with your business maturity date. If you found this helpful, and if you want to get a job ad template, a job description template, a really clear list of the benefits that you should include in these things so that you attract the right kind of people, some really clear copy lines and some takeaway notes to make sure that you can sort out useless people and uh, attract some better ones, then comment hiring below. We've used this template with over 500 of our members uh, to make sure that they get some good applicants and can make a more informed and uh, best odds on success higher. So this isn't just uh, something we dreamt up. This is uh, battle tested, proven and uh, in play right now for some of our highest performing members that are finding good guys and are positioning themselves as an employer of choice or a contractor of choice. So Matthew, yeah. before we wrap up. Yeah, done the thinking for you. It's a good way to save some time. Just get that, uh, that hiring template. 100%. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself. So well done, man. Like uh, anything to add before we knock off? Guys, uh, if you're watching, leave us a question, leave us a comment. Otherwise, uh, might get a little bit sad. You can see, I, I can see there's a couple of people watching now, five of you. So please hit us up. Anything you'd add, Matthew, though? No, man. I think it's, uh, I think, look, Hiring is just another system in your business. And look, it's something that uh, I think every business in every area struggles with. And, you know, you've got to have a bit of a process to do it. But there is there is a solution. There is an answer. And the answer is to be better than the other 90% of building companies out there. Because if everyone's struggling, you're better to be at the top than to be at the bottom. Mm. 100%. Yeah. You don't own the problem. If you own the problem, you get to own the solution, right? If you yeah. want to be a into the problem then yeah cool you're gonna get shitty guys applying and uh, it's gonna be a bit of hard work awesome all righty well i think that's us awesome man cool let us know where to send the the resource comment hiring below otherwise we'll see you uh online again next week here's to your success and uh been an absolute pleasure take care